What's shaking, you beautiful people of the podcasting world? You are listening to Casual Conversation with Will and Gary. Thank you for stopping by. This is episode number 17, and I do believe you will enjoy yourself in this one. Me and Gary talk about quite a few things. Uh, we just talk about how our weeks went, talk about what we did. Uh, took a little took a little break from our last podcast, so we kind of catch up. Uh, Gary reads us a personal statement that he had to write for his uh, graduate application. Not graduate application, but for his application for his master's program or whatever for school. And uh, that was very interesting. And we also talk about social media and how uh, sometimes you are hindered from saying what you want on platforms, on social media and things like that. So we got a good episode. I think you guys are really going to like it. Thanks for stopping by, though. And as always, I hope you guys enjoy the show. Welcome to the greatest part. We're back, baby. Back in black. Casual conversation. What episode is this, Gary? Uh, is this 17? This is 17. 17. Heck yeah. It's been, 17. A, it's been a little bit since we've It's been podcasted. a little bit. We just had a little small hiatus. But other than that, Will was busy with school and I was busy with trying to get back into school. There you go. And school's important, kids. So, yeah. Oh, man. You just gave me a topic. School is important, but I have a a rant, but I'm going to save it towards the end. It's about about school and the system and how the man's holding us down. (laughs) But I'm going to save that. Don't let the man hold you down. It's too early. It's too early in the the sode for that. It's too early. We'll get to it though. That's okay. No, but since we're on school, how how has school been? Dude, it's been pretty good actually. I have A's in both my classes for like the first time ever. You're it's amazing. Kids, any kids out there listening, it's amazing what can happen when you read the material and do your homework. You'll get an A. Hundred percent. Yeah, no doubt. I mean you won't get a hundred percent in the class, but you'll get an A. Going to almost cla- all the time. Go going to class. to class is half the battle, and then just like yeah. do what you're supposed to. That's the other. Go half. to class, <laughs> read the chapters, and do your homework, and you won't even have to study, and you'll make a B or an A on the test. No doubt. No doubt. Will's figured it out. I figured it out. Why couldn't I have figured that out earlier? <laughs> I could have saved a lot what of time you? and money. You're almost 23. You're still 22, aren't you? Yeah, getting 20, close. 22 years old. He just figured out. You're yeah. Suppo- you got to do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured out you have to do your homework. That's the key. That's the key to everything. But No, it's going good, man. It's going good. So since it has been a while, I'm sure there's been just a, a ton of fun stuff that's happened to you since the last time we've... A ton of fun stuff. Dude, not really. I don't really do anything fun. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. dude, you got you got to think, man. You, surely you do something that entertains you. No, well, you. I had okay. Here, here's what I do most of the time. Anything interesting that happens during the week, I make a note of it on my phone. You know, right? I, I make I'll make a list. So then when we come and um, are fixing to do the podcast, we look over what we do. You know, we think about what we want to talk about. But unfortunately, my phone is broken. With all my notes on it, so mm. I lost my list. Mm. Mm. Well. And unfortunately, well, I, not unfortunately, fortunately, my 
father-in-law had an extra phone that he let me use. So I'm not without a phone, but I did break my phone. And he did give me an iPhone. I, I have a question. And I haven't had an iPhone. You know how long it's been since I've had an iPhone? How long? iPhone 4. iPhone 4? What are they on now? 10? 10. Wow. Yeah. That's a long That's a long time, time dude. Dude, yeah. I remember... I, I don't really remember, like... I remember when the original iPhone came out, but I remember, like... I was thinking to myself when the iPhone like 3GS came yeah, out. That I was one like, was legit. we we were talking, we were talking about when that came out. We were like, oh man, it's going to be crazy when we've got like iPhone 10s and stuff, dude. And we, we're here. We literally, <laughs> we're here. We we did say that, bro. Dude. We're here. <laughs> we did say the future that. Future has arrived. <laughs> no, dude. Wow. This I've got a question though. Okay. Um, you're talking about your phone breaking. My phone is not broke, but it it's contaminated. It's contaminated, huh? Bro, it's contaminated with the virus. I have these ads. Like, I'll open my phone, and, like, an ad will just pop up. Like, uh. it'll take up my whole screen, and I'll have to back What up. have you been watching, Gary? <laughs> nothing, nothing, dude. I don't know how I got it, man. Uh, no, dude. Clicking on some... some uh, Risky websites, huh? No, I have okay. not, dude. I don't know where it is, but it just keeps getting worse <laughs> and worse and worse. And now it's like I'm always backing out of ads on my phone, dude. You got your your phone has lookout is, protection. Do yeah. You not, do you not scan your phone ever? Check for threats. I guess I need to do that. Yeah, you is need that, to. It will is will that take care of it, man? It'll tell you what the threats are, and if you have anything like any files or anything on there that you need to delete, then it'll do it. Okay, well maybe maybe that'll be the cure. Cause I, dude, I'm I'm pretty dumb when it comes to phones. Well, so am I, but you know, but uh, I don't know. I go to I go to you and and Paxton and Zach and and Matt for for that kind yeah. of stuff. So, well, in all in all fairness, though, the iPhone is pretty cool. They've come a long way, Bro, but I'm still Team Galaxy. Anybody, yeah, for I mean, life. you can have your preferences, but anybody that hates on any kind of phone, I'm not hating on. Bro, it. I'm saying it I prefer. sends a signal to space and back to do what you want <laughs> in the blink of an eye. Most of the time, it's like crazy that we get upset about <laughs> about a phone taking a little bit longer to well, like load this, a video. This processor. Uh, takes uh, 3.2 milliseconds longer to load my uh, it's like, who load cares? my picture. Well, yeah, nobody cares. I mean, so shut up. But in saying that, I have definitely been frustrated because my phone's not working fast. <laughs> I'm like, you stupid phone. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It's like it's just like first world problems. Yeah, know. but dude, no kidding though. He, I got to use the iPhone 7, which is like old school model now. But it's a lot slower than my... That's the iPhone 7 right there? Yeah, but it's a lot slower than my Galaxy was. But iPhone, it's a conspiracy. They uh they slow down their older models. So you'll buy the new one. So ones. you'll buy the new one. Yeah, I've always thought that, man. Yeah. I've always thought that. Dude, but my Galaxy, I had the S8, and they have the S9 now, and it it's fast. It's pretty fast. It's fast. It's very fast. It's fast. Usain, Usain, Usain Bolt. Yeah. But Anyways. I still prefer Galaxy over iPhone, but I am grateful. That I got to use this phone for free. I'll take anything for free. Actually, I take that back. Well, I'll take almost anything for free. You'll take anything for free? No, almost anything. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, my my week has been filled with a lot of relaxing. 
I went to the dentist. And oh, had, no. Dude, I had my first cavity ever. Your first cavity? My You've first, never had a cavity? I've never That's had a cavity. That's a lie. Bro. I swear. You swear? I swear. You and swear? Yes. And I, I've <laughs> never... I, dude, I forgot to go to the dentist uh, a year ago. And so it's been two years? No, it's been... That's like, why you got a cavity. It's been a little over a year since I've been to the dentist. I forgot, dude. And I just did just doesn't cross my mind to go to the dentist. And you nasty? You go get dude, your I teeth brush my, I brush my teeth all the time. You use mouthwash? Bro, you don't have to use mouthwash. <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't, you don't Do you floss? Mouthwash? Yes, I use I floss. Okay. I floss, I brush my teeth. Water floss? What? Water floss? You ever heard of water flosser? Yeah, I have a water flosser, actually. And I, I, I you don't have third, a water flosser. I swear I do. My my grandpa got me one. <laughs> he knows he knows about Bro, dental health. <laughs> he does. He got me one for Christmas one year. <laughs> Anyways, no, you, mine's you, mint. You fire that thing up. Mine's mint uh, covered floss. <laughs> it's mint covered, bro. Anyways, the floss. I yeah, I had a cavity, so I, he like put this topical anesthetic uh, on like back in on this sheet, and, like put it back up in my gum. Yeah, and so I like closed my eyes and I was like b- like breathing real deep. And like I lost sight, like I lost feeling, you know, in my gum or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what then he, he came back like five minutes later, and he had this big needle, and he he jabbed it in my gum. But you I felt it? No, I didn't. No, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it. He did a good job. But and that was like the actual like anesthetic. The other one was like topical, and that one was the one that he like injected in me. Oh. Uh-huh. And so uh, then he could. And so I closed my eyes again. He gave me like five ten minutes. To like sit there and let it like really set in because it took a drill. I took a, took a freaking drill is what it sounded like to my tooth. Oh yeah, it is for sure a drill. Yeah, dude, I've never it. It was odd. No, I've yeah. never had that done. No, dude, a cavity is like when you you just have a hole or not a hole but like a crack or a hole in your one of your molar teeth, and then they go in there and they drill it out smooth, and then they fill it with uh, I don't know what they fill it with anymore. Yeah, well, but but it's for sure a drill. Anyways, like he's drilling out. I was sitting there in the chair with that anesthetic going, and he told me he's like, "No, he's like, he's like, don't discount any feeling that you have." He said, "You may get a little warm with this. Just, just let me know if you ever get uncomfortable or anything." Well, I didn't get uncomfortable, but I was sitting there with my eyes closed. I was just because it was like eight in the morning, yeah, and I was still kind of tired, so I like kind of drifted off. And like I woke up and I was so confused because my face, like I couldn't feel the left <laughs> side of my face. Like it was just a weird feeling. <laughs> but anyways, other than that, I, I've done a lot of reading. Uh, I've started this 100 days of yoga. 100 it's days, a hi- it's huh? A, it's a hybrid uh, program, but uh, meaning that like I'm lifting, but I don't lift for like the first two weeks. And I only live like two or three times a week huh. doing it, and it's it's an mm. hour it's an hour worth of yoga. That's a lot uh, each day. Yeah, dude. And dude, I underestimated how difficult because there's like you knew yoga was difficult. I knew well, I, we've done it before. I know it was difficult, but it's like this one. Like there's there's seven different types that you do. So like seven different routines. Like there's one that they call it the hybrid, and it's like a little bit of cardio, a little bit of like really long static stretches. Um, and then today the one that I did was the cardio yoga, yeah. bro. I like breathing <laughs> hard. I was breathing up. pretty hard. Like you, he's just going through poses like so fast. 
but you're like really getting deep into the stretches and yeah. like your heart rate gets so fast and it's just like it never ends. <laughs> it never ends. Heart rate of 130, uh, 24 7. Yeah, and then there's like this other one that's called uh, Yin Yoga and it's like very long. Like you hold, you'll hold a pose for like three to five minutes. Dang. And you just sit there and hold it. You gotta have good stamina though. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, if you don't hold a stretch for longer than 30 seconds, you're not increasing flexibility in the body. Oh, really? Yeah. Even if you're just, like, trying to warm up? Yeah. So it doesn't do anything. If I, I mean, stretch. I'm not saying it doesn't do anything. Like, I mean, you can shake it. You can shake yourself <laughs> loose and get some blood flowing or something, you know, whatever. <laughs> can you do that one more time? <laughs> yeah, shake it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro. Maybe get, some, maybe get your blood flowing. Maybe, you know, get yourself socked up in the head when you do that. But it's not, I mean, it's not increasing flexibility, no. Okay. Thirty seconds. That's sci- scientifically proven. That's scientifically well, proven. Well, I don't want to say proven. That's Pro- Gary proven. approved. Proven's the dirty word, but it's it's uh, they've they've showed uh, they've showed that to be true through a lot of evidence based research. Okay, I'm down with it then. But anyways, I also I finished my grad. Look at that. Look at that app. Right, see see what? when I open my breaking phone, news. Yeah, well, this is like a an ad. I have to close it and then it comes back and then I have to unlock my phone. It is weird. Dude, no, that happens. That that I think is some kind of app you have on your phone that's giving you that. Bro, I like, need to get rid of that app because it it freaking gets on my nerve. And dude, no, I, yeah, because really like, there's no way it's just gonna pop up an ad on your phone when you open bro, it up. It does. It has to be an app. It does, man. It's it's infected. All right, I'm not I'm not gonna dwell. <laughs> I'm not gonna dwell on that. Anyways, yeah, I, I finished my, my grad school application. That was, oh my gosh, for... Pretty fun? For, no. For <laughs> trying to get in with all these, in, in quotations, air quotes, or yeah, air quotes, smart people, they make that application process very dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, D-U-M, dumb. Dude, it's so dumb. It's like, I had to have... What's so dumb about it? Listen to this. Okay, let me hear it. I, I had to <laughs> I had to send in two negative tuberculosis skin tests to a, to a campus just to apply to their campus. I'm not setting foot on their campus. I'm not accepted and going to attend their campus just to apply. I have to send them two negative TB skin tests and to show them that I don't have tuberculosis. Okay. What's wrong with that? That's stupid, dude. I'm not even setting foot on their campus. Yeah, they want to make sure you don't have tuberculosis before you do step foot well, on their campus. Well, if I get accepted, dude, I'm not just going to go to their campus. Like, they can tell me to send my stuff in before, you know, but like, I don't know. I don't feel, well, I feel like that's kind of over the top a little bit, but I don't feel like that's Over the top a little bit. I'll take that. Will, you're the only person I've told this, and they're like, that's, that's ridiculous. What? I've told I've told so many people this, and they they're like, "That's ridiculous that they're making you do that." It's not that ridiculous, dude. It's over the top a little bit. Oh my! It's God. like barely peeking over the top. I think you it just didn't like completely did. hurdle the top. I think you just like disagreeing with me, Will. No, no, wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, I kind of do, but yeah. I mean that no, for real though, that's that's kind of that's borderline over the top. Not really though. Yeah, it's not that bad. I'll tell you. One. See, you just said it's not that bad. And you were just making a big deal I'm, about it. No, I'm just, I'm just over it. Okay, <laughs> so 
<laughs> so I'm over it, one dude. thing one thing that I did I did uh get out of applying for this graduate uh school is like I had to write a personal statement and I had to answer a few questions just okay. like a, my my own original take on questions. Yeah. And uh I I want to I want to do a reading. I want to do a reading? I want to do a reading of... Want me to light a candle first? My my personal <laughs> statement. Because I'll talk about this a little bit afterwards. Man, when you sit down and you really articulate something, you just gain an appreciation and, and deeper understanding of of whatever you're writing about. And this was myself. So, anyways, okay. here, here you go. From an early age, I noticed myself gravitating towards the biological sciences. And I always presumed I would end up going into some type of clinical work. Nursing, that's what I told everybody when they asked. Nonetheless, I had some sort of direction coming into college and did not lack the willingness to learn. A combination that I now realize is a recipe for success. I enrolled at UACCM, worked my tail off in the classroom, graduated after two years with my associates in science and liberal arts, and then prepared myself to transfer into UCA's nursing program. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, I did not get in. Oh. I say fortunately because although this period of my life was full of confusion and worry, it forced me to look within myself and catalyzed a period of growth that would not have happened otherwise. So here I am today, having not only the energy needed, but also the direction in which is necessary to manifest my dreams. Dietetics. At the time of my crisis, I had remembered taking a general nutrition class that I really enjoyed earlier in the year. And I thought to myself that I really liked the idea of empowering people through the means of nutrition, but was honestly skeptical because I was unaware of the variety and occupational opportunity. When I dug a little deeper and became uh, more familiar with the role of a dietitian, I realized this was it. This was going to be the way that I integrated my love for holistic health into my grand plan. So after thinking about it long and hard, in the summer of 2017, I signed up for nine hours worth of summer online nutrition courses and began the journey of a dietitian. During this turbulent time, I also got hired on at Conway Regional Medical Center Hospital as a lab assistant. This was monumental in my life because it further confirmed that I belonged in a medical job setting. I love what I do, and more importantly, I have the opportunity on a daily basis to build relationships with a diverse group of people ranging from patients to coworkers. The ability to build authentic relationships is a strength of mine and will play a major role in developing not only my clientele, but also a potential professional partnerships. Although I belong in a clinical setting at the moment and will for some time, I have a much broader vision, one that encompasses my community and my ability to empower the people within it. I understand that for a broad vision to come to fruition, it requires an even broader spectrum of experience. That is why I work in a lab, give free nutrition seminars to people, and shadow uh, different types of dietitians for the experience. Buried within the depths of my job history as a lab assistant lies a weakness, though. Although I deal directly with almost every department of the hospital, I technically have little to no job experience related to the actual field of nutrition. 
Part of that is because supporting myself with the wages and hours of a phlebotomist as compared to a diet tech makes it much easier to manage time and pay my bills all the while keeping my grades up. The other part is due to the fashion in which I abruptly decided to change my major to nutrition. I honestly lacked the awareness to seek external guidance and did not realize what components were essential to my success of becoming a dietetic intern. I, was, I wasn't aware that information of that information until I attended a didactic seminar in the spring of 2018, and needless to say, I took action from that point on. Although my work history reveals a weakness, I feel as though the strengths far outnumber any negative that can be derived from my professional experiences. For example, I have at minimum 30 to 40 patient interactions every time I go into work. And during these interactions, I spend my time and resources not only becoming the best phlebotomist that I can be, but also must portray the importance of my job to the patient. I find a way to resonate the feel of authenticity in what I'm saying so that they understand the necessity and importance of my action. Because as a dietitian, there will be a constant struggle to get clients and patients to buy into nutritional principles and concepts. In order to reach people and gain their trust, one must be able to tell someone how much uh, or show someone how much they care before they're able to tell them how much they know. I feel that this job has refined this skill with me more than anything. Um, and on top of that, I've shadowed, you know, three different clinical dietitians and on five separate occasions. And by doing this, I have ensured that I understand the scope of practice and responsibilities that pertain to a dietitian's involvement in patient care. My short-term goal is to establish myself as a clinical dietitian and continue to grow in my understanding of healthcare as a whole. I'm a big believer that nutrition is undervalued in health care and that the future of medicine will include a heavier involvement with the understanding of nutrition. In saying that, I feel as if I'm a perfect candidate to be part of that progressive movement. I'm considering pursuing like physical therapy in the future uh, to become an even more holistic healthcare professional, but have not made any concrete plans. To conclude, investing a selection in me would not be a mistake to your internship. I am hardworking and determined to be the best dietitian I can be. Yeah. <laughs> that was good, dude. Thanks, I, man. Dude. I spent a lot of time dude, working on that. You can tell, like, this isn't just with your situation in particular, but you can tell, like, just reading any article or reading anything that uh, somebody wrote, you can tell when they spend a lot of time on it. I could tell you spent a lot of time on it. Yeah. For sure. And and that's the reason I read that is because I mean yeah I want to share my story with you but when you sit down and have to write about something like put into words something that you've done something that you feel a thought that you have man it just like it just you, keeps coming yeah because when it I just, read it just keeps flowing dude it keeps flowing but it like it just it hits you and like it, it's it's a form of I really do believe that we have this this need for self-expression. Yeah. And it's it's almost like a release, I guess, when you when you when you get in tune with a, a good way to self-express for for you individually. Um and and writing can sometimes sometimes do that for me. Like I mean reading that, I'm just like, wow. Like it just gives me a a deeper appreciation, deeper understanding for 
what I've been through to to be where I'm at in school. You yeah, know what dude. I mean? Yeah, for like, sure. You, you, it's easy, and honestly, this this is how I think of it. It's like I've went through school day to day, and it's like, man, like I I mean. I don't not like school, but I'd prefer not to be in school. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Same. And it's and it's easy. <laughs> most people would agree. And and it's easy to in the moment or even like, you know, from week to week, not realize we talk about challenges, how school challenges you. If if you abide by and you go to class, you abide by the rules, you, you read your book, you're going you're gonna to learn, you're going to grow from that. And it's crazy how something that you're so resistant to, and you look back, like I went to school for four and a half years. It's like, dude, I'm like not the same person. And it took me having to sit down and like really articulate that out to be like, whoa, I've changed a lot. Yeah, for sure. And um, that's a good point you made, how writing can help you express the things that you're thinking and feeling. I, I never write, like hardly any ever I write. I mean, I really don't have a reason to write, I guess. Yeah. But it, it's cool how there's so many different avenues that you can use to express the way you feel. You know what I mean? Like you can write. You could, um, you know, not necessarily write a song, but you could play a song like, you could paint a picture. You could, you know, do all kind of stuff to yeah. express yourself in different ways. I think I that's mean, really cool. Tattoos. I mean, go going in the in the the weight room and being like a gym bro or whatever. Like, if you're going out and doing anything, I mean, what are you really doing? You're just trying to find yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So be passionate about that. Go out, do different things. Figure out what you're passionate about and express that. That's that is self that is self expression. Like that's why I say I think we we have a need, a desire to self express. But I I feel as if culturally we have a lot of like suppression to to like just letting ourselves out there, not like just letting it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, because a lot. Yeah, that makes sense. Because a lot of people don't want to let themselves out there in fear of what somebody else might think about them. It's in fear. Yeah. And and you either you either operate out of fear or, or love, so so do do everything out of love. Don't 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 come from a place of fear. I'm down with that. <laughs> that was good, man. Yeah. Anyways, I I don't know that that was my that's my story. That's my take on like what I got out of my grad grad application. It it sucked. Don't <laughs> don't don't like that was the one kernel. The one kernel that I that the I one picked kernel out. Good that you yes. got. Yes, have the whole burnt bag to, of popcorn. That was the one good kernel. Was having to write that. It was it was very rewarding. But anyways, I also went climbing with a buddy of mine named uh, Jordan Baloo. You climbing rocks, or you went to the went climbing, climbing center? Went to the climbing center oh, okay. in, in Little Rock. He he's oh. been climbing, but he hasn't been in a while. So I took him down there. He's a little rusty. Just want to grease it up. Yeah, again. dude, I haven't seen him in a bit. I graduated with him. And the reason I bring him up, him up, he's a very interesting individual in that he is he has been into cycling for about a year, and he, okay, okay. he's already keeping up with some of the best cyclists in Conway, which some of the best hmm. cyclists in Conway are like nationally ranked uh, as cyclists. So for real, yeah, 
And so he is trying to just train, train, train for that. And it blows me away, man, like how into it he is. Like, I, that's something that, I mean, I like riding a bike every day. Yeah, and I do then. too. <laughs> just cruising around. But, like, he, he's wanting to do the, like, the Trans American race. And it's like a 3,000 mile bike race. 3,000? 3,000. Hang on. You go across. Wait, 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 wait. 3,000? 3,000. 3,000. 3,000. Wow. Miles. It's a. It's literally from west coast to east coast, or I don't know which one they start on, but it's across the United States. <laughs> and uh, he uh, he's not going to do that because it, it costs like three thousand dollars a dollar. That, per that's mile. why they <laughs> three thousand miles. Yeah, dollar a mile. <laughs> and, and like, the, but there's other fees and stuff too, and it's just crazy, like how he wants to do that. And so, like, I, I talk about that, and and I man. If you're into racing for medals and things of that nature, like that's cool. I'm not hating on that, but I'm just I'm giving you my mindset on that. He was talking about how he was talking about how he does he doesn't want to do that because it's like it's too expensive and he just really wants to ride a bike across America and I was like, "Dude, you don't have to pay three thousand dollars to ride a bike across america yeah you know what i mean yeah like if you want to do that bad enough like who why do you have to prove that to somebody like why do you have to yeah it's like it's like the race itself is just a badge that you'll get at the end but yeah but even if you didn't do that specific race you would still accomplish it if, even if you did it on your own yeah it's like why do you have why do you have to have any like approval from anyone else. That's yeah. what that got yeah. me to thinking. And so I was talking about my grad application and this this whole master's program and that I'm trying to get into. And I'm aware, like I've decided, okay, yeah, like I guess this this is my rant on the system basically that I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast. Let me get around the system. So I have decided and am aware that College is a system. It's an idea. It's it's an idea that most people in the modern world have bought into. Like if I get this piece of paper that says I know what I'm talking about, then people will take more value in what I say. Yeah. I have decided to to play that game, but having the awareness that I have about how it's just an idea. Like I could go and do what I'm doing right now and really research nutrition and nutritional principles and sift through literature. Uh, I've been equipped at the, the bachelor's level of college just because I'm, I'm a questioning person. I always want, I'm always seeking new knowledge, new perspectives, new things like that. I don't have to have a piece of paper to change people's lives through nutrition and holistic health guidance. I don't need that. I feel like I am equipped right now. And so it... <laughs> I don't know. That's that's kind of what it got me to thinking about when he said he needed that that approval to to race across America. Yeah. And and it's like I don't feel like I need that approval from everyone else. But at the same time, like I understand it's it's part of the system that most people buy into. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll just play devil's advocate for a yeah, second. Yeah, for sure. It uh from somebody, we'll say from a or an employer's standpoint, they, 
Okay, I feel like employers know that somebody could do that. Somebody couldn't go to college and research on their own. But they, as a business themselves, just the way it works, they have to have the... Yeah, because they're part of the system. I'm not saying... I'm, I say system, but you think that's a bad thing. I'm not saying that a system is good or bad. Systems are necessary to function. Yeah. But it's like... I don't, I don't feel like I need to do that. Like I, dude, I, since I've been yeah, out but, of school, but, but they do. Though. I know, I know, and that's why I'm buying. I'm playing the game. I'm playing the the game of the system yeah. that they've created. I'm getting, I'm getting my piece of paper that says that I know what I'm talking about. Um, but I've learned more about like nutrition and how it relates to me and how I want to integrate it into my life, my career path since I've been out of school than I did when I was in school. Yeah. And and the reason for that is because I freaking love learning about nutrition. I love, honestly, I love learning about anything related to holistic health of the body. Sleep, exercise, nutrition, mental health, psychology. And... The reason that I, or well, I, I've I found what I love to do, but I've taken this this approach that I kind of want to talk about to how to integrate what you love into what you are eventually going to do. Now, somebody listening to this from the outside may think, well, he's still in college. He still works for a lab. Like, he's not doing this. But I'm, believe me, buddy, I'm I'm on the path. So you find step one, you find what you love to do, something that pulls you out of the bed in the morning until your last waking moment. This is it's on your mind to some extent, something that pulls you out of bed and something that you you don't want to go to bed because you're you're thinking of this. Okay, so I've found that in, in many different things, honestly, like holistic health. Yeah. But like my health, uh, like my health, uh, my hobbies such as music, rock climbing, things of that nature. So I, I have these things, these big goals that pull me out of bed. But then secondly, you have to find a way to spread that if you are wanting what you love doing to sustain yourself. You have to learn to to spread this, and uh, you'll you'll do that for a while. And and like I I'm. I'm fixing to start this thing. Man, I'm just on a roll right now. Keep it going. I'm fixing to Keep start going. this thing uh, starting next month, man. I'm going to make a, I'm gonna make a video a day, put it on YouTube, put like a minute clip of it on, on Instagram every day for a month. I'm going to talk about something nutrition-wise that people could use as a tool if they are so interested in doing so. Okay. And so, okay. like... I'm I see myself the step two, like, you know, put yourself out there. Spread spread what you love doing to to everybody else. So that's what I'm wanting to do. And eventually the the third step, the third and final step is to find ways to receive not necessarily just payment, but anything. Compensation. Yeah, compensation for anything. That could be money, that could be relationships, that could be people reaching out to you. That could be that mental. could be that could like, be yeah. just the satisfaction of you helping somebody. Exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, that that's that's where I'm at. I I don't feel like I need a piece of paper 
to to do all that, but I'm playing the game, and when I, whenever I get it, actually, I'm like I said, I'm starting right now. Like I'm I'm trying to put myself out there and spread what I know. I like I am or what I'm meant to do, what I'm meant to to be in this world. Um, but I'm I'm also going to play the game and get the piece of paper. I can rant on it all I want to, but yeah. I'm still playing the game. I feel you. Okay, I got a I got like a not a question, but so we'll just give an example. So say somebody was looking for nutritional advice, right? And they hear about you. They say, "Oh, this guy knows a lot about nutrition. He knows a lot about this and that." But you don't have a college degree. How would you prove or show to somebody that you knew all this information without it's like I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's like the degree is like an automatic check on the mark of people that are seeking advice. It's like how how would somebody know that you had all this information and knowledge in your head without the automatic check mark of the degree? You know what I'm saying? If they didn't know you. I mean like your friends and your family know you so they they would know that you had this information that they were seeking. But if you were trying to help somebody that didn't know you or had never met you before, how would you portray that you have all this information and knowledge that they wanted without having the quote-unquote college degree or piece of paper? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. People people take a lot of value in the piece of paper. It's no, a, but, it's a no, but I, I'm asking you how would you how would you express to somebody that you had all this information? If they did, Just the way I'm doing right now. I Like, I... The reason I can articulate myself on nutritional principles as well as I can is because I've spent the time and energy focusing and learning about them. It's like I if you, you would be so obvious if I didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, not necessarily because some people are completely ignorant to the fact that or completely ignorant to what nutrition is and how it works. So they would just be seeking any kind of guidance and they would, I mean, some, okay. So I, I would have no trouble swaying them to your, to the point that yeah, but you wouldn't, making. but how you were saying earlier, you want to help people. You wouldn't be helping them if you didn't know and you were just doing it to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, how do you, but I am like, I'm, no, I'm, you're not getting what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying, how would you, they they wouldn't know. They would have to. It would be an intuitive decision. There would be no exactly logic an behind. intuitive decision. And we've talked about it all the time, man. But what if they don't think like us? <laughs> I I don't know. I I told you. Well, I'm playing the system, man. I know. I'm, I'm playing just, the I'm game. Just giving some different ideas. I, I know. I know. But I'm just. I'm I. I'm playing the game. You know. Whatever. But I'm gonna. So we talked about procrastination. And I, I procrastinate things that I don't want to do or I don't feel like is necessary. Mm-hmm. And I procrastinate school a lot. I don't, I don't procrastinate at work when a blood draw pops up to go get. I don't procrastinate like picking up around the house nowadays. Like I, don't, I really don't procrastinate that bad. But it's like when things come up that I don't feel is completely necessary. Now, I'm not saying that I'm not going to grow. Like school will catalyze my growth in that direction of learning nutrition. I'm not hating on school. School has its purpose. And like I said, I'm not saying that the system is bad. Down with the system, man. 
Not no, that's not what I'm saying. But I don't know. I just feel, I feel like being out of school, like I've learned more about what I want to learn. Like I'm I'm out of school, but I'm sure you've heard this term. I'm a lifelong learner. Like I want to yep. learn. I want to yep. learn stuff, man. I feel you. And I feel you. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna help people regardless. Which I'm I'm gonna go get my master's degree and I'm gonna become a dietitian so I can. I can be more accepted among the masses. There you go. There you go. That's the way it goes, I guess. Dude, okay. I want to talk about this. Um, I actually had, it's along the same vein. I had to write a, or not write a speech. I had to read for speech, this class I'm in, oral communication. I had to read three articles, and I'm going to have to give a speech on one of the articles that I read eventually. So I had to write down a little summary and outline of what happened during the article, you know, why I thought that would be a good choice for me. And I read this article on extreme speech. So extreme speech would be somebody, um, not necessarily like violent speech. That would just be like hate speech. Like you just making fun of somebody, putting them down, degrading them, saying you're going to hurt them. But extreme speech would be like an idea that not everybody agrees with. But it's not hurting anyone, but it's just an idea that, you know, the masses or somebody else doesn't agree with. Does that make sense at all? Yeah. So the article was saying how on social media nowadays, uh, like Facebook, uh, Twitter, YouTube, the these platforms promote um, authenticity and uh, personalization and expression of certain of different individuals creating content and writing things you know that they believe in but you can be on these platforms you can be banned and you know taken off of it for saying things that the um, company in quotation doesn't agree with so it's like you don't really have the freedom that they're saying you do because if you say something that not everybody agrees with then you can be banned and I just thought that was so interesting how, you know, nowadays people get offended at every little thing. Like, you have to be so careful and meticulous about what you say, even if you completely and wholeheartedly believe what you said, and you're not meaning any, anybody any harm by what you say. You're just giving your opinion. You can't even say it anymore because it's like the First Amendment doesn't even exist. It's like on all these platforms, you can't, everybody just gets so offended at everything that you can't even express yourself. It's like the system is saying, you can't say this, you can't say this. You have to align with the values of society or you can't say it. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting. What do you think about that? What do you, oh, uh, to be more specific, what do you think about somebody saying something on social media that not everybody agrees with, whether it be religious, political, what have you? I think that you can say whatever you want. <laughs> exactly, but you can't. You can't I say mean, whatever you want. You can. They mean they but may take can't. it. They may take it down. You'll be taken down. But, you, but you it's like they're suppressing you. It. You can still say it, but it's not going to reach anybody because it gets taken down. Yeah, I mean, you can't do anything about that. So it's like that's what I'm trying to get at. Is your you got to focus on things you can control. That's my answer. Like if I mean yeah, if you put stuff out and they take it down, like don't get upset about it. Yeah, but why get upset about something somebody said in the first place? Which, this article was very uh, captivating to me. It was, 
uh, I got to thinking, how can I, as a reader or a listener, um, not get offended by something somebody says? So, for all of you out there, just because you hear or see something that you don't agree with, your beliefs don't align with, you don't automatically have to go throw them under the bus. Like, in, in, in instances where somebody is speaking so extreme where you know that it's not true, you know that it doesn't, it won't ever be, it's not going to ever be true, have the knowledge to know that that isn't true or isn't going to be true ever and don't play in to the, to the game that they're trying to play. Does that make sense? Yeah. So say you're on social media, you see somebody post something completely obscure, not backed up by any evidence ever, not scientific, not anything. Don't, don't play into the game that they're trying to play and just have the knowledge that, you know, that's not true is basically what I'm trying to say. Really what I'm, I'm saying is don't get offended when you see things. Just take it, process it, realize that it's not true or it's never going to be true. It's completely obscure, completely false, and just keep it going. It's like what we said on previous episode. You take it into your brain, you calibrate it, you're thinking about it, doesn't make sense doesn't align you just spit it back out yeah don't react don't react that's the thing everybody everybody has a reaction to something everybody has to say something back to what somebody said and that's not the way it that's not the way it should be and even though i this is what i believe even though those people are saying something that's not true or that i don't believe or it's not scientifically proven they have the right to say whatever they want. No, nope. you you can't tell somebody they can't say something. You're killing it right now, Will. I know. You can't you can't tell somebody what they can and can't say. You as an individual just have to be able to process this information and decide for yourself whether or not it's factual, it's true, it's scientific, it's proven or if it's complete nonsense. Yeah. And com- coming from the other side, say what you want to say. And if you don't want to say something, you don't have to say it. But if you want to put something out, put it out. That's my thing. Like, yeah, when you, you when you're saying this, it's making me think of the guy that that won the Heisman Trophy uh, in college football this this year. He got in trouble, or no, he didn't really get in trouble, but people were just hammering this dude, hammering this dude about something he said when he was like. 14, 15 years old. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And, dude, he had the greatest response to it. And he, he very likely so. He knew that wasn't, he, that wasn't an accurate uh, representation of his character. And he didn't even pay him any mind. Bro, he's getting, he was at the time going to uh, get drafted by the Oakland Athletics. Yeah, he he was going to he won the Heisman in football but was going to get drafted number 7 overall as an MLB player, but then he decided he wanted to go back to the NFL draft. Dude, he had no reason to worry about it. Just focus on you. You don't have to like talking about, you know, people don't react to things, but the people that put stuff out there, don't let somebody's reaction make you react. It, yeah, it's like the overall message of what we're trying to say is don't react like 
against something aggressively or or let it fluster you. Like it's just not worth exactly. it. It's not worth it to like it's so easy to get on social media and scroll down through the timeline or the feed and see something that you don't agree with. Because everybody has an opinion, everybody has something that they want to say. But what we're trying to get at is don't let whatever somebody else says force a reaction from you to make yourself look, you know, bad in some way. Like if you have a a very well thought out reaction or response that you want to give someone to try and help them, I feel like that's appropriate. But because that's empowering. But that's empowering. Don't lash out at someone and bring them down because of someone they said of something they said, even if it's completely nonsense like if you see something complete i mean that's just complete nonsense all you have to do is nothing you don't do anything you see it read it process it think that it's completely stupid completely nonsense no factual you know background from it no anything and you spit it out and you just (laughs) spit it back out you don't do anything that's all i'm trying to get at is just when you see stuff like that don't don't bash other people for saying something you don't agree with. Just don't agree with it. Don't have a reaction. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. It's crazy. We've come a long way since having to like worry about our like physical survival in the hunting gathering days. To, to worry about what somebody says on to, yeah, social media. To be in that that being the main problem. That's ridiculous. We're man. An, we're an interesting species. We're interesting sure. species, dude. Uh, to wrap it all up though, the oral communication class has been super interesting for my brain on how Dude, on I how, saw how, Mr. Herman. On how, I saw Mr. at UACCM. I went to get my transcript and I saw him, <laughs> bro. He looked at me and I was like, like I kind of like flinched a little bit because I, I knew what I had said about him. And I was like, he listened to the podcast. Yeah, he for sure <laughs> no. did it though. <laughs> Dude, on, on everything I write though, I keep telling him how we do a podcast and I want to keep doing the podcast and stuff. So I wonder if he did listen to it. Dude. Dude, next time I go to class, I'm going to ask him. We didn't have class this past Monday for him because he was sick or something. The way he looked at me, man, I bet he did. He for sure did. <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy, though. No, I have one more thing to say, and I, I want to talk about this uh, more in the next the next uh, podcast that we do, but I give a little intro to it right now. We talk about, or I talk about uh, nutrition a lot. And, and holistic health. And something that gets overlooked a lot when it comes to your health is your breath. Breathing. So many people have a, a physique, a structure that is tense and tight and resistant and the result of that is a very short and shallow breathing pattern to in in a like i i would recommend doing some type of breathing exercise whether it's like a minute long or 2 minutes whatever daily um to to train yourself to breathe a little bit deeper because when you deprive yourself of life breath oxygen your neural connectivity, like your your brain, your your nervous system, your spinal cord, everything that's going out to that moves your muscles and and makes your thoughts and emotions happen, it's not fed 
what it needs to f- like fully and optimally function. And I'm going to talk more about this in the in the the next podcast that we do. I'll be able to articulate myself a little bit. But I've I've been reading about the breath a lot here lately, and uh, breathe deep, breathe deep, dude. You get in a tough situation, uh, or you get flustered, or you're wanting to react to something. Just just breathe deep for a second and just ground yourself, dude. Interesting. You should say that. I was thinking this whole time you were talking about that is um years ago i would struggle with anxiety like being in a situation that you haven't been in or being in a situation where there's a ton of people there's not necessarily an exit out like just being in i'll i'll just say being in an uncomfortable situation and i found i I looked up a whole bunch of stuff on how to help deal with that how to deal with like an anxiety attack or deal with you know, you feel the anxiety coming on, not necessarily having an anxiety attack per se, but you just feel yourself getting uneasy and like restless. And it was the seven, seven and seven method. I don't know where I saw it. It was probably on like Wikipedia or something. I just looked up on Google, but it said you breathe in for seven seconds, deep breath, hold it for seven seconds and then breathe out for seven seconds. And it all it all it does is basically just help you to get a long deep breath in and then just you know breathe it back out so really all it is is a breathing method but i found that it honestly helps more than anything if you're in a stressful or anxious situation is to do that because it'll just calm you down it'll just you know because when you're when you're having anxiety or whatever your heart gets to beating fast you start breathing really fast and short so when you start, you breathe in for seven seconds, hold it, breathe out for seven seconds, it slows the heart rate down, clears the mind, and it just, it helps a ton. We're going to get Will to talk about breathing on the next podcast. <laughs> yeah, Forget that, man. man. I'll let I'm you glad have. you said that. I, I completely forgot about that because I don't really struggle with it anymore. But when I did, that was a lifesaver. Well, there you go. Will, Will's a, a walking, walk living proof. <laughs> it's true, man. It's honestly unbelievable. And I've done this too. I would just be sitting there and I was like, man, am I taking a deep breath? And I would notice that I'm taking like really short, staggered breaths. And if you just take, if you just take some time every day and just take some deep breaths, it'll, it's amazing how much, how much better it makes you feel. Oh yeah. And it's like, take a minute worth of deep breaths. And I mean, just that will just settle you down. And if you think about it, it's a minute, (laughs) your heart. And your lungs need oxygen to function. Your brain needs oxygen to function. You need oxygen it, to function. I know, but all your like main central vital organs need oxygen to function. And if you're depriving them of oxygen, they're not going to be working at full capacity. Exactly. So you take the deep breaths, baby. Everything starts working good. It's easy to get. It's easy to get caught up in in just thinking of of health as nutrition and and physical fitness and sleep. Um, but you think about breath, man. We we talk about how important sleep is because, you know, you go a day without sleeping, you go a day without eating, you go a day without exercising, which one's worse? Sleep. Go two minutes without breathing. <laughs> You'll pass out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like breath is vital to your survival. Vital. Literally. That's why all of your vital organs need oxygen. To function. Yeah, we're we're killing it today. 
but that's man. that's honestly all I've got. Um, dude, that's all I got. We've been rolling for an hour, dude. I've talked I feel about, like we've been talking for fifteen minutes. Yeah, dude. I've I've been. I, I talked about it. I talked about a lot of different things, but I'm trying to think of what I really want to drive home today. Okay, do and pursue what you freaking love to do. But in saying that, how will you ever know what you want to do if you never go out and experience different things? If you never get out of your comfort zone, because think about it, if you are depressed or even just you have you have feelings of depression or anxiety and you're you're in this this comfort zone, this thing that's familiar to you. Well, what's familiar to you is obviously not working. So go outside. The, the, the things that will cure your, your, your mental state are outside of your comfort zone, I assure you. That's a good one, Gary. That's a good one. I'm down with that. What I would like to say to everyone is don't let an outside force or somebody else force a reaction from you in response to something that they do or say you are your own person you choose what you respond to you choose what you believe and don't let what anybody else says have a negative effect on what you say or what you think that's all i got right on that's all i got right on we'll we'll wrap it up yeah let's finish it up (laughs) while we're freaking just giving them the goods, yeah. okay? Uh, we'll give you a little taste next time. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll definitely kind of pick up on the breath next time. But anyways, you can find me on Instagram at GaryTheGreat96 and on Snapchat at Gary, G-A-I-R-Y. And you can find me on Instagram at Will underscore Pennington 00 and on Twitter as TheScavenger23. You can find our podcast on Instagram at Casual Conversation Podcast. And you can find us on YouTube. Our YouTube channel is, you guessed it, Casual Conversation Podcast. Before we head off, Gary, I just want to thank all of you guys. I want to thank all our listeners. I want to thank all the people that you know support us, give us feedback, encourage us to keep going. We hit over 1,000 total views on all of our podcast episodes. And to some, that may not seem like a big deal, but to me and Gary especially, that's a huge deal. We didn't think that hardly anyone would listen. And not, not that that's a bad thing. We were going to do this either way. We always say that. But to have a 1,000 people tune into our episodes, that's just like so crazy to me and so humbling and so awesome that you guys are listening. And we're just going to keep cranking out episodes, man. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Y'all have blown our expectations out of For the water. Sure. And I can honestly say me and Gary have grown probably more than anyone out of this whole experience, which is what we wanted. Uh, from the beginning so man I just can't believe it thank you guys for everything and with that being said Gary out later